Human beings have been sharing stories for hundreds of thousands of years. And with those stories came the emotional, spiritual and physical knowledge of the ancients. Shaman Durek, a sixth generation shaman and best-selling author of Spirit Hacking, bridges the gap between science and spirituality and brings us back to our roots. He's here to bring forth the ancient wisdom of our elders, to help heal and bring happiness into our modern society. The time has come to end codependency and put the power back into people's hands. Welcome to the tribe. What is the shaman school? No. You're not going to be studying to pursue a career in shamanism or to bang a drum. The definition of shamanism is one who understands relationship. The shaman school offering reminds you how to have a better relationship with things and how to nurture these relationships, whether it be with yourself, the food you eat, the people you meet, your ancestry, community, the global community, animals, nature, and so forth. My goal is is to demystify spirituality, to add a bit of science and understanding of how things operate in the energetic planes. The Shaman School's no-nonsense teaching explores all faculties of experience, from the physical, the emotional range, the mental capacity for information, dialogue, lexicon, energy, perception, awareness, how to understand the energy of currency, and so much more. Fundamental education teaches the basics that we need in society. How to read, write, add, subtract, pay our bills, or how to become doctors, artists, mechanics, etc. But the Shaman School is a school that we all should have been a part of. One that offers the additional tools needed to better understand who we are, why we think the way we do, what's going on behind the scenes, and what we are actually seeing and processing. Are you living well? Are you paying bills just to keep the roof over your head? Are you in a relationship but not fulfilled? Satisfaction cannot be lowered anymore by the inability to recognize possibility. Living well means fulfilling your ideas and your goals and your dreams and having the best time doing it. In the Shaman School, I've extracted the best from all of the world philosophies, religions, spiritual teachings, and theories, offering a juice without pulp that will empower your life. The Shaman School invites you to a world where you're able to seize the tools of understanding, where you're able to have fun and have more because you deserve more. Go to shamandurek.com and click on The Shaman School for the first step toward ultimate happiness and an understanding of your truest self. Let's make things easier and not harder for our life. We deserve that. See you soon. Hello, tribe. We are at this divine moment in time where we are taking in the knowledge and information to be able to function in the technology that we have been given to operate in the right way. There is this moment of grace that has come upon us if we choose to receive it. And fully take in the wellspring of joy and happiness and love and healing and transformation that is being offered to us by so many beings of the light, of love unconditionally, of ancestors and family members, 
and spirits of nature and so much more. It is literally a downpouring, a beautiful downpouring into your being to enliven your spirits and to lift you and shift you into greater possibility and vision for yourself and for all humanity. This is a time where separation is no longer necessary for us to be disjointed, disconnected, and disillusioned by the system that wants us to be separate and afraid of each other so that it can continue to build stronger walls of separation to hold us in contempt with each other. We no longer want to be held in a system that wants to keep us in this disarray. We can't for the sake of our children, for the sake of animals, and for the sake of nature and our beloved Mother Earth. We can't continue to allow ourselves to be pitted against each other for the purpose of profit and gain. This discourse is coming to an end and a new world is being formed. A new world is being birthed from the invisible plane to the physical and tangible plane so that all may witness the transition of life occurring at this time. And it may seem to you that things are getting worse or difficult. I assure you they're not. What you see is a blanketed cover of illusion that is so thin, the veil of it is so thin that if you really were to just stretch your spirit with your mind and look upon life, you would see the cracks, the decay, the fall of these energies that no longer have a support system truly supporting them other than anger and fear, which even also is losing its momentum and power, the more people begin to recognize what is really going on. And even just the fact that you know that people are recognizing it, there are millions and billions of other people waking up just because you're holding on to that vision and that resource of intelligence. The level and understanding that we hold is far more greater than what the system even understands is possible because not all things in the spiritual realm are revealed to those who think upon them as weapons and as manipulative tools to keep people in an oppressive way so that they can continue to have them be the conglomerate of consumerism and continue to hold the frequencies of fear, lack, limitation, judgment, alienation, ridicule, and annihilation on the planet for the sake of their need for more profit and more ability to sustain their already lavish lifestyles. It is the understanding of taking on the true nature of Robin Hood 
which is to take from the rich and give to the poor, but not in the way that you think, not that we're going to take a carriage and, and every time rich people come through, we're going to rob them and give it to the poor. No, what we're going to do is take back our energy, take back our words, take back anything that gives them power and presence in our consciousness. You see, the thing is, where we human beings get caught up is that we talk too much about the things we don't like and we talk too much about the people we can't stand and we talk too much about these things instead of talking about it from a way of speaking into the possibility of. You never heard Dr. Martin Luther King talk about everything is so horrible and staying there with his vision. He would speak about the things that were going on, but he would focus us on thinking about a new tomorrow, a new world. He would say, I have a dream. And then he would go on to tell us about his dream so that we would get it embedded and imprinted within our minds so that we're able to truly begin to operate in that field of his dream and add to his dream to becoming a reality. This is what it means to be a leader. And it's not leading the conversation down a hole in a bottomless pit of of woe is me, but leading the conversation into enlightened places of grace, beauty, expansion, prosperity, abundance, joy, elation, and bliss, and so many higher levels of frequencies that have yet to be understood by human consciousness. When a friend starts talking to me about their money problems, I immediately go into talking about how money is easy for them and how new things are opening up for them and opportunities are opening up for them where money's coming in. I start talking about how beautiful money is and how it helps so many people in the world. And when you have money, you'll be able to make changes in people's lives and be able to help assist them to be able to see the possibility of what could be created to support the masses. Money can be utilized to create all types of healing centers or this or that. And the more I keep talking about it, I don't let up on it. Even if they say, well, I don't believe that that doesn't happen for me. I'm like, oh, no, but it does happen for you. It does, but you push it away but you're not pushing it away anymore, are you? I just take a hold of the whole conversation and change it to be the vision and the understanding of what is possible, not as what is not possible. Someone tells me, am I going to be happy and meet the person of my dreams? Of course you are, darling. And this person looks like this, and this person is like this, and this person's like this, and I'm going to tell them all the amazing, wonderful things about this person that I see, and the reason why I can see that person coming into their life is because I see possibility. And when I see possibility, God opens my vision to see greater things of that possibility. The people, the way they look, uh, all things, even down to timeframes and certain types of experiences. Just like I saw what was going to happen on planet Earth. And that's why I wrote the book Spirit Hacking is to be a a tome of light, uh, a torch, a candle, a beautiful beacon, a lighthouse, to shine the light on your greatness, to shine the light on your beauty, to shine the light on your intelligence, to shine the light on your creativity, to shine the light on your generosity and your compassion and all the beautiful things that make you, you. So the whole purpose of that was to be able to create something that would allow you to see the possibility of you and give you ability to seek vision and words that allow you to create new Um, experiences because your perception and the way in which you understand things have now been altered. You see, all it takes is someone to have a different perception to create a different reality. But if everyone is following the same perception, the reality is not going to change at all. In fact, it's just going to strengthen it. And that's what's happening right now. The reason why we have so much chaos and craziness on our planet 
is because reality is shaping and shifting and the system can't hold on to those shapes and shifts because it can't change them or rearrange them. So what it needs to do is create chaos because chaos is a blinding energy source, a distracting field of consciousness that limits people from seeing possibility because they're so caught up in their emotional body, their pain body that is focusing on the pain and hurt and the unfairness and the this and the that and all these things and whoa, 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 whoa is me and woe is them and woe is all of us and we all are sad and depressed and hurt and let's scream and just be angry and all this stuff and they're like, yep, yep, keep bringing your emotions into it because the more you bring your emotions into it, the further you will fall because the thing is, is that the system is not built upon you thinking independently and thinking in what we call group thinking where you're utilizing your intelligent mind to be able to create an all-inclusive awareness for humanity that supports the perception of growth and evolution and love, connectedness, freedom, prosperity, healing, health, beauty, and all of these things that make our planet so amazing, but following it through with love and grace, right? So the system's idea is not to get caught up into that. The system's idea is to make sure that you get caught up and everything that that is not. That would be like Martin Luther King, instead of telling you about his amazing dream, he tells you more about his nightmare. Yeah. Think the light bulb has just went on. You see, Martin Luther King didn't speak about his nightmare and focus on the nightmare and do all of these things and talks and stuff at the churches and everything and talk about the horrible nightmare. No. Martin Luther King spoke about the dream, the possibility, where we could go if we made changes. And that's where I need you to be. I need you to be forthright in the nature of your being that you speak of the great things, not the things that are not great and less than. Because if you speak of the greatness of things, ah, just the energy. Can you imagine you go to see a counselor? The first thing you do, you walk in the door and a counselor says to you, I'm so happy you're here. We're going to make so many breakthroughs today. Your life is going to change. You're probably not even going to have to come in anymore because you're so open and so ready. And I'm so excited. Why don't you go over there and lay on the couch and let's get going. Let's keep this rock, this casbah. Let's bring your life to a better place because that is where you deserve to be. Do you think that this person is going to truly create affecting long lasting changes within you? Of course they are. Because you are holding the foundational energy that is required for you to be able to see these levels of possibility and to step into them. So the, the consciousness of itself cannot move from the construct that you've created about health and wellness and biohacking and whatever it is that you've put your fancy on these days. It can't move from that point because you're still looking at it from a small angle of this is what it is versus this is what it really is. This is what's really going on versus this is what it is. The understanding of this is what it is, is just that it has not been expanded and brought to other ways of thinking and building off of those ideas creatively and think of a greater world that can merge through those processes. Instead, it's doing the opposite. It's thinking in degrading ways, ways that limit and hold back the ability for one to see potential. Therefore, they're able to only focus on the perception of lack and limitation, fear, war, chaos, and more fear. And so therefore, that then creates what we call 
an un, uh, unsettled exchange of energy that goes back into the universal field, which collectively connects to every single person on the planet who believes that this whole thing is horrible and bad and everything is going to go bad and how they're going to survive and how they're going to make money and worry, worry, worry and worry, worry, worry and worry, worry, worry and worry, 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 worry comes up for them. Right. And that's because they are not tapping into the collective resource that of all the people who know that the languaging needs to shift and change the way in which we use our words need to follow a program that we've created, generated through the intelligence of the human species and elect to use our words for empowerment and rising, lifting and exalting the positions of ourselves and other brothers and sisters on the earth so that we are able to bring forth more of that wisdom because we are now bringing in that level of communication, thought and consciousness into any situation. Therefore, we are actually changing the frequencies without having to go in in an aggressive way. We are changing the frequencies from their discordant frequency, the imbalanced frequency, or should we say the frequency that has gaps. And we are now filling in those frequencies with directives and information that is also about expanding and increasing that which it is. So it could be prosperity or joy or happiness is expanding and increasing that which it is to higher levels of human consciousness, which allows us to be more aware of how we treat animals, more aware of how we treat nature, because when we feel good, things get good. And that's how it is. So like when my family is lit and they feel empowered and they feel amazing, all these opportunities come in the door more opportunities to bring money in the door, more experiences, more joys, more fun. Everything just comes together because there is a symbiosis of energy that is communicating to each other and saying, we need to build a cluster so we can then create another one that builds another cluster and another cluster and another cluster. And before you know it, there's a new body that's formed, a new body with new eyes, new ears, new mouth, and new everything, new intelligence that is able to walk on earth and be able to make the corrections in the way in which we've been dealing with each other on a global level. Talk about a real fire it up, right? Desire it up moment, right? Because we want to raise those desires and we want to ignite those fires and we need to be able to do that. And we do that by staying lit. And the way we stay lit is not by focusing on all the horrible dead carcasses that we've had left in the past that are smelling and stinking because we keep going with the shovel and digging them up out of the grave and, re and remembering them and thinking upon them and remembering that's why we don't have love in our life and that's why we don't have this and that's why we don't have that instead of going, uh-uh, no more. No more visiting that graveyard and digging up those stinky corpse. We are going to focus on how we're operating and manifesting and creating in this moment spectrum now, in the way in which we are experiencing life in this moment, how we are speaking about life in this moment, the types of energies we are reacting to is reacting to the beauty and joy of life instead of reacting to the things that are uncomfortable that we see on the news and what's going on in people's lives. I'm not saying throw a blind eye to the victims and people who've been hurt through these experiences and changes that are taking place on the planet. I'm not speaking about that. I am speaking more in the reference of us taking charge of how we choose to perceive reality and taking charge on how we choose to speak into reality 
and be able to create a complete open platform for relearning how to think and perceive ourselves as ignited, united human beings, leaders of legacy, the Liddy Committee, and be able to step forth in our lives and everyone around us who is not in agreement will then come into agreement because we will stay true to who we are. True to who we are. The occurrence and the vibrational energy fields that are taking place right now are operating in two complete different schisms. The first energy is operating in a field of magnetic frequency that is pulling out all the energy disturbances that are taking place on the planet and in the deeper aspect of the planet on a planetary scale. The second schism is the energetic recourse of how human beings are electively choosing to use their faculties of power and creation and focus on the worst case experiences, the horrible nightmares they keep sharing with the public, which is now shifting the narrative because people don't want another pity party. I'm just just going to share it with you. Where we are right now in evolution, people don't want another pity party. People don't want to be feeling like, oh, I'm going to listen to that guru and I'm going to get all my information from that guru and then count and then basically cut off the deep spiritual well of themselves or cut off the part of themselves that isn't spiritual, that is a part of just being a human being and adding labels and attachments based on what they feel they've done that either constitutes them being spiritual or allows them to be seen as spiritual in the eyes of other people because they're unable to capture the moment in grace of them without the idea of I have to do something to be something or I have to surrender something to have something or whatever these ideas that human beings have formulated in their thought conscious process about what it means to be a human being who has the power to dream greater than the thing that they actually are witnessing and experiencing. The greater dream. And I speak a lot about this in the book Spirit Hacking that I wrote that's worldwide um, launched. It's because it's about us recognizing that our words are creating our thoughts and our thoughts are creating our feelings to things. And when we are projecting out information into the world that is not holding the possibility, but is still stuck in lack, limitation, fear, and poverty consciousness, we are not electing change on the planet. And that is the reason why right now there's so many people waking up around the world globally who are holding the torch in the vision of possibility and not being wavered, not one bit. Someone can say, oh, this horrible thing happened and this horrible thing happened. So stop spiritually bypassing and acting like these things aren't happening. They're not spiritual bypassing. What they're doing is saying, I see what's going on. I see the pain. I see the marches. I see the knee neck. I see all these things that are happening. People being killed because of the color of their skin. Women being oppressed. Children being trafficked. All these different things. And I'm going to focus my energy on the possibility of, which means it puts people to wake up and move into those positions to take those things down naturally and organically by the nature of love, power, and wisdom. The three trinity Love, power, and wisdom. The energy of the full transference and the ability to transmutate, translocate, transcommunicate every aspect of moving into transmutation, 
changing energy from one form to the next or moving energy to one place or the next or holding energy and going into it to one dimension to the next, all are communicated in the way we speak. We're either building some magnificent, amazing experiences for others to partake upon, or we're destroying it by creating the, the very old frequency energy that our a great, 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 great ancestors had to put up with, which is the fear, the lack, the limitation, the not being made fun of, the I don't like you and accept you because you're different and all these things, which keeps us completely disjointed from each other, disconnected, um, disassociated. And we basically rip apart society as a whole and turn it into a huge chaotic time bomb because human beings will not feel safe. They won't feel loved. They won't feel protected. They won't feel acknowledged. They won't feel seen and they won't feel heard. And when you have a human being who feels those things, and they are not getting the love and the nurturing and the care and all of those things that they require to not feel those things, they can be combustive, combative, and they can contract. They become like a bomb ready to go off and you don't know what it's going to be to set that bomb off or what type of thing they may do internally, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually and physically because they're unable to move out of the stratosphere of that very old thinking and create something completely new based on how we operate as human beings with the intelligence we've been given. Every day, if someone comes to me in a session, I'm not thinking in my head, oh my God, this person's not going to get it. I'm thinking in my head, this person's so powerful and I'm so excited to reveal it to them, show it to them and enlighten them in seeing this power so that they don't have to be in lack and limitation and need more. Whatever you want to call it, however you want to call it, I am of the old times, but I am of the old times that saw vision and possibility in the time of Atlantis when I was a great teacher and I told them what they were doing was going to cause the earthquakes and was going to have the waters and the oceans rise up and drown everyone but no one wanted to listen to me and so forth and so on. And many lifetimes and other lifetimes, I've even played the people who were the stubborn ones, but it doesn't matter. This is the life I live right now. And the life that I live right now is about full on love cooperation. It is the ability to take us to a higher level of consciousness through the enactment of creating new lexicons, new ways of opening up our perception, new ways of perceiving the world in which we live in and being able to be open expansively to the possibility of when we get into that type of thing, I'm talking, it is going to be smooth sailing from now on. If you choose to stay in that space of reality, because remember reality is whatever you make reality to be. So you can decide with your perception to think everyone's up against you and everyone doesn't like you. And that's your perception and you'll create it and mold it and shape it to be everything you want it to be. But that thing is draining you, limiting you, holding you back, blocking you, stopping you, and making it possible that you don't have the things that bring in happiness, joy, and elation because you've been putting all your energies on lack, limitation, and fear. These are the symbolisms of energy. When you look at the cover of the Spirit Hacking book, you see the Quintarium. The Quintarium was given to me a long, long time ago. I'm talking a long time ago, more than 20 years. At the time it was, it was 17, but now it's way longer now. 
And I was on a pilgrimage through Ephesus to the top of the mountain where Mother Mary spent her last days with some friends who called me up and took a, I took a ferry from over from Santorini. And when I got there, people were drinking the water that came in the earth saying that when Mother Mary died, this water came, people drink it and they hang their crutches on these ropes and they get healed. And I drink the water and I went to the top of this area with a backpack and a pen and a paper. And these three beings came down and gave me the symbol of the Quintarium and told me that that is the frequency code that brings people back to their truest self outside of the chaos, outside of the madness, outside of all of it. It brings you back to your truest self and allows you to activate all levels of power in order for you to be able to bring the message of love forward and be able to hold the message of love, even with the odds of adversity and fear and all the other things that human beings will create to keep themselves distracted that is now slipping off our planet and becoming null and void because human beings are tired of seeing themselves marching and doing all of these things and not really seeing the shift and change occur because they don't realize that the true shift and change incurs when you are taking away your power and energy from the person. You are not feeding them. You stop feeding them by talking about them. You literally take a different stance on reality. And so the consciousness of where we are, from where we are heading and what's possible is very quick and very thin as far as one consciousness versus another. The ability for us to access either or depends upon one thing. Will we speak, think, and feel possibility even when things look at their worst? That is what Dr. Martin Luther King was talking about when he said, I have a dream. Because it's not about his dream. It's about your dream and your dream and your dream and your dream and my dream and all of our dreams coming together to create this beautiful experience. And it's so powerful and so profound that the nature of that dream and being able to dream into that dream for the sake of the dream to be higher lifted and shifted gives us the ability to propel ourselves in a quantum leap of evolution that not only supports and benefits the animal species, but also supports the natural species as well. This is what is possible. I see a world where we are living in harmony with nature and animals and that we are thriving, giving and sharing and acknowledging all of the beautiful energies that it represents and now are shifting into new frequencies, new energies and a beautiful direction of what we call eminent grace, right? Which is sustainable grace and holding that sustainable grace for every living person on the planet, no matter what they're doing, no matter what they believe, no matter what they're acting out, whatever fear they're being driven by, it doesn't matter because the greatest gift we could ever give to anyone is to bring in that level of knowledge and information so that they are able to run their technology, which is their biological spacesuit, with ease and grace, without fear, without hesitation, without reservation, and with the full, complete commitment, which is devotion, loving devotion, sweet, joyful devotion that is able to hold both the sun and the moon in its same atmosphere, meaning that you can hold energy in any form, in any way that is going to create balance and harmony in the lives of those that you are holding for or being a part of and so forth. 
So there is this beautiful energy of why it's so important for us to lift our sisters, empower their wisdom, empower their voices, and put money in their hands so they can build because they hold the ability where things have been out of sync and are now getting in sync so that they are able to carry out what they've come here to do, which is to bring the levels of emotional intelligence and the understanding of quantum vision so that we can see a better world greater than the one we're experiencing being formed in the invisible plane and coming back into the physical plane with an almighty yes. Everything is working out exactly as planned. It is so amazing. It is a powerful, powerful yes. And let's do more of that. The energy will shift so quickly. The momentum will be so powerful. And the wisdom that is gained in the biological space, in the technology of your soul will be uplifted and upgraded. And I can tell you what, we could even go better than that. Hey, Tribe. So the Tribe wants to hear from you. And I know a lot of you are talented out there in music and poetry and recipes and ideas and just, you know, things that you want to share with the Tribe. You can send that information to info at shamandurek.com and share your gifts with the tribe. Love you all and stay lit. We have Ziana for this week's Tribal Share with her song, Welcome to the River, off her album, Black Sun. You can find her on Instagram at being Ziana. That's B. E-I-N-G-X-I-A-N-A. Enjoy.
Tribe, we're going to take a short break to hear from one of our amazing sponsors, who is Lit Verified. The Lit Verified store is open. But what does Lit Verified mean? Lit Verified is an acknowledgement and stamp of approval by the tribe. I have tried each of these products and they are the best. Lit Verified products vary from beauty, technology, clothing, food, health, and wellness, and anything that is ethically sourced, organic, maintained, and sustainable. Not every product offered to the team passes the Lit Verified test. No, not at all. Every Lit Verified product is carefully researched. Every CEO has been met with. Every ingredient carefully looked into the process production of all of it. I have seen the impact these vendors are making. Their vision and ethics are aligned with our tribe, with people who are consciously supporting community and want to make a difference in our world and make it a better place for us. Lit Verified products are ethically sourced and meet the highest industry standards. When purchasing Lit Verified products, we give back by creating sustainability and by leading the world to make better choices. You can be confident that you're buying into a company that supports a vision for change, not just a company that wants to line their pockets with money. We live in a time where we are oversaturated by commercials, TV, and social media, where far too many celebrities and influencers are endorsing things they know nothing about and things they might be doing damage to people, to the earth, and to animals. With Lit Verified, we've taken that doubt out of the equation. You're not only getting the best, but you're also doing the best. Pick up your awesome Lit Verified items at shamanduric.com and click on the link that takes you to Lit Verified. Love well, tribe. All right, tribe. Time to hear from our special guest. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Ancient Wisdom Today podcast. And, you know, I just want you all to know that we're here on this planet together, and I love you, and I'm so happy that you're showing up for yourself every single day, which is literally showing up for all of us. And it is so important for us to to always stay in that flow and find that balance and really understand how do we really bring ourselves to really ride this out, 
right? So we're really surfing through life. We're learning how to handle those, those, those waves, those things that are coming at us in all different directions and be able to have the most amazing ride. And the reason why I say that is because today in studio, we have my brother, Garrett McNamara. Now, Garrett McNamara is an internationally big wave explorer known for dis- discovering and pioneering the biggest wave in the world. He was awarded the Guinness World Record for having surfed the largest wave in history in Nazare, Portugal. McNamara is also part of the two-man team who rode waves generated by a 300-foot calving glacier in Alaska and the first and only foreigner to receive the Vasco de Gama Medal of Honor from the Portuguese Navy for his contribution to the country. McNamara, alongside of his soulmate, Nicole, are on a mission to heal the oceans and humanity. And they are sparkling warriors of change and living by example as they run their nonprofit foundation to help people to achieve their greatest life ever. Thank you and welcome to the share. Thank you. That's an amazing introduction. I can't imagine where you got all that amazing information. (laughs) Well, you know, we have our resources. So I wanted to go right in, you know, and ask you, so, you know, you have this inspiring story to share and, you know, and I think it's really important for people to hear about how you came upon taking this leap, you know, um, of faith at age 35 and pursuing your passion for big wave surfing. Like, what is the thing that, that made you jump into this place of like, I want to ride these big waves? Oh, just... It's always been my passion from age 16, riding big waves. And after those glaciers, nothing. So, so, was- so, wait, hold on. So it wasn't at 35? Uh, at 35, I decided, okay, so I gave up on my passion. Okay. So I, that's... Kind of didn't quit surfing, but I opened a store because I thought it was the responsible thing to do. I thought it was what we're supposed to do, you know, to be responsible. And I gave up on my passion. And I was driving to the store every day to go to work. And I was passing perfect waves and I was getting depressed. And I started drinking coffee. And I thought to myself, Man, I run. I really want to give this surfing one more chance. Uh, and I got the the business plan for dummies. You know that? Do you ever heard of those? Of course. <laughs> I, read that book. <laughs> I wrote a business plan to keep surfing. <laughs> you did? Yes. Following the business plan for dummies, the basically a roadmap, a blueprint. Uh, the first time ever I attempted to doing that was to keep surfing at the top of the goal. Was keep surfing was the goal, and winning these two events was the way to keep surfing and training, focusing, manifesting, surrounding myself with the right people was what I felt was the way to achieve that. And I followed the blueprint, I followed the roadmap to a T, and won the event that I felt I needed to win to keep surfing, closed the store, and here I am at 52. Still surfing for a living. Amazing. Okay, so I want to turn the pages back a little bit because I want to go to 
you know, because a lot of times people in life, you know, they have these inspirations and aspirations to do something to that really falls in alignment to their heart, to their soul, to like, I call it like your, your baseline rhythm, right? It's, it's, it's your heart rhythm. Like there's, you know, there's the head rhythm, which is follow the system, do as you're told and like, don't make anyone upset and then, and, and like, you know, be accepted and fit in, right? That's just constantly pounded upon our heads. And then there's the heart, you know, base, which is, the heart is like, I want to do the things that make me truly happy. What was it that made you give it up and walk away and open up a store and go into your head versus your heart? I think it was, I had three children and I felt it was the responsible thing to do. It was beat into my head my entire life of, by watching how people... Yeah, basically conditioned. And I thought it was what I had to do. I didn't think there was a future in surfing. Right. And so I didn't think I I could do what I love to do. And you know what? To be honest, I felt like since I'd surfed my whole life up to that point, I felt like, okay, I already got to surf till 35. So working for the rest of my life isn't too bad. That's just, I should be very happy to just work now. Mm. So, so when you, so when you go, when you flash back, when you go back there, like in your mind, in your memory, right? And if you could speak to yourself from where you are now to where you were then, what would you say to yourself that would be different? To myself, that would be different. Um, never give up on your passion. Never, you can do what you love. You just have to focus on making that your life and. The, I would tell myself to make blueprints for everything and anything that I want to achieve and don't be too rigidly attached. Let them morph to whatever they're going to become, but always follow your heart. Always follow the heart. The heart and the head, it's great when they're in harmony, but the heart is true. Love is all that really matters. And most people really don't understand that. And I didn't really understand that. And being in love and loving what you do, no matter what it is, is the, is the key to, to happiness, I think. Right. Because there's just so many people out there who I know who have been in the same situation. You know, I mean, I have it myself too. Like my father was like, no, you can't be the shaman. We put that aside in our family. You know, people aren't going to accept you. We had to hide it for so many years and like, you know, do it behind closed doors. I want you to take over the family construction and build hotels and commercial spaces like your father. And, you know, I was just like, dad, if I do that, I don't even want to be on the planet. Like, I don't even want to live. Like, if I have to wake up every day and go to a construction site and, and like, you know, and yell at people like you do and, and, and like, run this whole thing and bid for these jobs and all this stuff, I will be miserable. I don't even want to live. And I think that this is a, a very valid point because a lot of times people don't know, you know, Garrett, what it is that they want to do. And they'll say that, but they do know. But at the same time, they keep questioning it. Because of that head, that head, that beating on the head of like responsibility. Like what is real responsibility on our world? What do you think about that? Real responsibility is um, poof. It's really about loving yourself first and foremost so that you can love everybody else. And going back to when you were a child and think about what you love to do more than anything else, what you did all day long and it seemed like 
nothing happened. It just naturally, the day just disappeared because you're just so consumed and so in love with what you were doing. And, and then once the world gets a hold of us, we get so conditioned by our first and foremost, our parents. And then there's so many different ways to be conditioned these days, you know, our family, our friends, and now we got the computer and the phone and, and, and consume and consume and more, 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 more will make you happy. Get the house, get the car. I got to buy this. I got to own this. I go, I want this. I want that. None of, you don't own any of it. It all owns you. It's just this crazy consumer life. Yeah, yeah, I agree 100%. I said if, uh, if I was a being from another planet and I came to Earth, I would be like, I like, knew nothing about Earthlings and the first Earthling would come to me and be like, we like to consume everything. And if we can't consume it, we take it from you. If we can't take it from you, we'll kill you. Or we'll just ostracize you. You know, <laughs> it's just like, it's a really interesting culture, I have to say. So, you know, if we, so if we, we, if we really look at right? The paradigm shift that happened for you to be able to like, okay, you know what? I'm going to build this blueprint. I really like this idea of this blueprint because I really think this can really help a lot of people worldwide. This blueprint. Tell me more about this. This a blueprint. You said, I build blueprints. I love the blueprint idea. This, these structures that you create to create freedom for yourself. Tell me about this. Well, the, the top of the blueprint was take care of my family, take care of my friends, and take care of the world. That was the ultimate goal. And I've evolved to love myself, love my family, love my friends, and love the world. That's most important. When you have your overall lifetime goal at the top, and then you have your three to five years out, and then you have your yearly or monthly or weekly or daily, however deep you want to go. Or you could just be focused on the ultimate goal at all times. And it was moment oriented around the moment, around where I wanted to be tomorrow was not surfing. And it's re- the, the most important thing about this blueprint is going into your heart and trying to figure out what will make you happy. And then you have to go to realistic, logical map to, re- to achieve this. And you have to be willing to let it morph into whatever it's going to morph into. Don't be rigidly attached. What really helped me a lot was the lovely Nicole. <laughs> and actually... To be very honest, I always had the uh, take care, but the love came from Mama Ayahuasca and San Pedro. They, she, they both shared with me what's important, love. That's the only thing that's important is love. So when you realize that the only thing that's important is love, then you can go and figure out how to be loving and how to love yourself. And then you make your blueprint and your, your map and your roadmap. So would you say that Mama Ayahuasca in San Pedro literally um, took you by the hand and walked you to your heart? 100%. And this is interesting, this journey to the heart or this journey to the self, as we would say, right? To be able to 
to say, you know what, like all the distractions and all the things that are happening in life that most people put their, their attention on, which is really a bunch of nonsense anyway, um, and based on a system that just wants to make everyone a slave, you actually was willing to allow spirit and the spirit inside the plants, which is the earth itself, right? Take you by the hand and say, hey, you know what? Outside of all of these things, this is what's important. I'm going to walk you right to the center nucleus of your being. When you got there, was there, if 20,000 people came in the room and told you you're making the biggest mistake, would you have made a change in your mind to go back to the store and go back to the way things were? Or would you say to those 20,000 people, find your own heart? Find your heart, 100%. We are so conditioned and so disconnected and our hearts are so numb and dulled up and our brains are so marching forward to get more, 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 more. We're so disconnected. The only thing that's important is connect, be loving, make loving choices. Think about you, the people that your choices affect, which is the whole entire world, every choice we make, whether we believe it or not. And just you think my, my mantra would be loving, kind, and helpful. Today, I'm working on connecting to my inner child, which you shared with me. <laughs> <laughs> now I get, I, you know, I do my meditation and my focus, and then I, my mantra, and I have my main mantra is loving, kind, and helpful all day, every day for everybody. Very challenging. I'm working on it. But today's inner child, just be fun, loving, and try and do my best to make every situation fun and carefree. And I, a good example, my father-in-law was going out with my son with the jet, with the boat, and he's putting the gas in the engine in the water. And I'm just like, ah, oh, you don't no. I'm like, I'm like, why is there a reason you're doing that? And I shouldn't have cared. And I should have just, and there was a reason because the engine was sideways. So we couldn't get the gas in without the engine up. And I should have just went over there and been loving and said, I'm going, rah, rah, rah. Well, you know, that ram, ram, ram thing, you know, comes from control. And as we yeah. know, that's one of the reasons why coronavirus is showing up is because it's here to show us that we really have no control. And then all of that is just one big smoking mirrors disillusionment of humans thinking that they have this self-importance when in fact, we're just like, you know, we're really in sync. We really should be just honoring and being in sync with the animals and the ocean and with the wind and the sun and, the, you know, all of the elements and realize that, hey, like, this whole dominant idea of control doesn't exist. And this is why we've been in situations we've been in now. And I want to go into that because with all the fear and panic that's taking place on the planet right now, right? Everyone's going into fear and they're going into panic, you know, and, you know, I'm, and fear is something that's, that people sense is real and tangible. And, and so for me, let's talk surf talk, right? Like, how is it that you go and surf these like tsunamis because that's basically what you're surfing and not have fear. How do you, how do you move through that fear and be able to maintain this, this, this beautiful precision and grace of riding into, into that glory? Well, fear is something we choose. Fear is when we're not in the moment and doing our best in that moment, whatever it is, or choosing to love it. When we choose to think about the past, 
or think about the future. Two things that don't exist. The only thing that exists is right now. And for the big waves, it was an evolution. It was definitely evolution. After the calving glaciers, that's when the fear literally disappeared. And I think the, the rush, the fear that I chose to process and think about the glacier smashing me and crushing me on the bottom, the fear that I in, encountered in that experience was so overwhelming that now in the ocean, everything was just fun. And it was definitely because I'd surfed so many big swells and got pounded by so many waves that I was getting more comfortable and more comfortable and more comfortable. But the glacier literally made the fear disappear in the ocean. Now, when I'm driving down the road and some guy almost bangs into me, I get this crazy fear rush that more than I get in the ocean. And it's because I'm choosing to think about, okay, if he hit me, uh, uh, you know, all these different things that didn't happen, but we think about what we've learned or think about what might happen. And then we're choosing to be afraid instead of just going through it, navigating it and loving it. Like some guy hit me. Oh, I love you around me. Right on. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Basically giving the fingers. But like, okay, so I'm, I got I to picture this in my head, right? Because as your brother, I got to picture this because I, I, I look at it and I'm thinking, here you are, you're, you're standing, you know, on the beach or wherever you are, right? And you're looking at this wave. Now, how big is the wave? Which one? The, the, big, the big one, the big one that you serve. Uh, the, I would the 78 feet. Okay. So you're, you're standing there with your surfboard and you see a 78 feet wave. First off, what is going through your mind in that moment, brother? Before six years ago, what was going in my mind is let's get out there as quick as humanly possible. I want to ride every wave that's coming in. I was always like a kid in the can. It's like it's Christmas and the tr- presents are under the tree and I want to open all of them right now. And so the idea of not like... Gotta be, be <laughs> when he rode that wave, I was on the cliff watching. And he came out of that wave and I'm on the walkie talkie. I'm like, all right, you're done. You don't ever have to surf another wave in your whole life. And what was going through his head, what he said was, I wanted to be deeper. I wanted Kanye to put me deeper. What are you talking about? That's my, that's my thought. It's like, you know, you have a family, you have a wife, like none of those things play out that this could be your last wave. If that wave crashes you, that you may not survive. None of those things go through your head preparation was in the right team and having my body ready and my mind ready and my lungs, especially 2015 in Mavericks, I crushed my shoulder into 10 pieces. And before then, no way was too big. There was no fear. Uh, anybody wanted a big wave. I wanted to get it for them. I'm always helping everybody else achieve their goals and dreams as well and sharing with everybody that we're inviting into our life, the roadmaps and how to create your blueprint so, so they can achieve their goals and dreams. And then all these guys would come and I, they'd want a big wave and they'd be afraid. And I'd be like, why are you afraid? Come on, let's go. And then... Now there's a, it's kind of a new Garrett right now that has learned. Ha, I'm letting fear consume me a little bit. 
I'm I'm a little bit uh definitely uh letting fear enter my mind when I'm thinking about going back out there. And I, I believe it was because the pain that I endured for six months and I don't want to ever endure that again. Yeah, but the great thing about it is it, it taught me empathy mm. for all those people that are afraid in the ocean or afraid before they go for a big wave. I now have empathy for them and I understand and I want to baby it and, and maybe not take them where they don't want to go. Let them, you know, it's, it's, it's taught me empathy in the ocean. Do you think, because, you know, in shamanism, we have this belief and, you know, for someone like you who surfs these really big waves and goes out in the ocean, you know, your spirit would be um, in relationship with the ocean. And in our and in our culture, we call the ocean Yamaya, you know, and, you know, being with the waves and, and being with that, uh, do you feel like there's that relationship with you in Yamaya and you with the ocean, the ocean spirits, the water spirits? And do you feel like, are you giving acknowledgement for every time the water spirits carried you through? Are you creating ritual? Are you creating some way of, um, of doing offerings to the water spirits so that they protect you when you're out on those waves? Because maybe the fear is coming in because there's some part of you that feels like your relationship isn't as tight as you want it to be. My basic little ritual, as long as I can remember, was a quick basic altar boy, Catholic cross. I, don't, I was a Christian, not a Catholic. I don't know where it came. Well, it's what everybody does here in Hawaii. So it's just, I just did what everybody did. And it felt good, but it didn't feel, I didn't feel, I just kind of paid my respect real quick. And I've never really done any real offerings. Didn't know Yamaya or Yemenja, which they call her in Spain. Yeah. And I got introduced to her recently in Spain. And then we went to Indonesia and there she was. This crazy coincidence, coincidence experiences with Yamaya and the goddess of the ocean. And then after speaking with you about it, I got honey from the beehive here on the property. I got the children together and we got a few flowers and we went out and said, Thank, gave her all our gratitude and thanked her and uh, did a real, real proper little ritual with the family and um, just thanked her for everything because I, everything I got came from her. Mm-hmm. And she's always provided for me everywhere I go, every time. And these were just little life experiences that made me who I am today, probably helped me meet you or connect more with you. We met through buttons when I wasn't injured. I yes. felt a strong, strong desire to see you again and reached out. And normally it would be Nicole and that was, it was all me. I'm like, I really want to reach out to Shaman Durek. And then we connected and then you came here and you shared with me what you guys did. And I did my best to uh, do a proper little offering. Wonderful. And when you did that, did you feel Yamanya um, fill you up in some way that's creating to kind of release some of that fear or some of that tension that's there? 100%. And I also am preparing my body so that if I go back, when I go back to Nazare in October or November or December, I will be physically, mentally ready 
And I know that she's there now that I've connected with her. I've always had a strong connection with Mama Nazare. I just called it Mama Nazare, probably Yamaya, or, or you know, a little sub division of her. The... <laughs> <laughs> and now I got Yamaya connected with her. Like when we got married, I, I, when I proposed to Nicole, I gave her a ring that I made from a stone from Nazare, and she lost it in the sand. At Nazareth. Nicole, do you have anything to say about that? No. My, the original ring, it was my birthstone and Garrett's birthstone. Okay. Yeah. And we went down there right after he proposed and we had like our photo shoot and everything. And then that night, I don't know where Garrett was, but my parents were there and I looked down and the ring's gone. So I get out the computer and I'm looking at all the photos to see like what photo I actually like. I saw it on my finger. The next photo wasn't there. And this is like the huge beach in Nazareth, like on the cliff. In the cave, under the cave. So I didn't want to tell Garrett. So my dad and I went down there with flashlights and we're looking for the ring. We didn't find it the next day. Like the whole town came out to look for this ring. And Garrett's just sitting there and he's not looking for the ring. I'm like, why aren't you helping me look for this ring? He's like, if you find that ring, I'm just going to throw it back into the ocean because obviously she wanted it more than you need it. <laughs> Nazare wanted her to Yamaya. I'm married to Yamaya now. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, basically, that's how it goes, right? (laughs) So, you know, my thing, my question is, uh, okay, so you're in the Guinness World Records, right? How did that feel for you? And what does that mean to you? You know, the Guinness Record wasn't, it was definitely great for my career and great for all that. But the most special part of it is that Portugal, basically Portugal received the Guinness World Record and Portugal was known for discovering a lot of the world and ruled two thirds, if not more of the world at one point. But they just became this little country in the middle of Spain next to Morocco. And most people from the United States and a lot of people from around the world didn't really know where it was unless you're from Europe, you kind of you know, but anywhere else didn't really even know where Portugal was. I didn't know where it was. And now the whole world is focused on Nazare Portugal through the media, which brought this beacon of hope to the country, which through the lighthouse, the beacon of hope, it just brought so much light to Portugal. And it's the most special, something I would never imagine my whole country loving me the way that Portugal loves me and I have the same love for Portugal. And everywhere we go, there's people going, thank you, thank you. And I'm just like, Nicole, this is kind of weird. He's like, no, they're thanking you for what you did for the country. And then when I thought of it that way, I'm like, wow, this is so special. So these people are, are, you know, they stop us wherever we go, pictures, this and that. And every moment that I share with people is so special because it's love. It's mutual love. It's not like, hey, can I take a picture? You're cute, cool. It's, hey, can I take a picture with you? you you've, done, you're so, you've done so much for our country. I, and it's, it's pure love. I love that. It's such a wonderful thing to be able to do something that you love and then also to support something just because you're doing it and to really have a true positive effect, especially on a country 
and to give them that sense of feeling of acknowledgement um, for the fact that, you know, it's because of your country, it's your place that allowed me to be able to bring this energy and this love and this devotion, which is now then as I reaping rewards from it, you also reap rewards from it. I think that's absolutely wonderful. I think any time we can show up and our showing up actually creates a rippling effect um, for something even greater for others is so absolutely rad. So, yeah. So, you know, I wanted to, um, to ask you, okay, so you're known as, I know you have a book and it's called The Hound of the Sea. Is that correct? Yes. What, what, is, what is the hound? I, what is the hound? Who's the hound? Are you the hound? McNamara means hound of the sea. Oh, got it. But I wanted to call it watermelon seeds on my ding dong. That got vetoed by my wife and the publisher. Oh, watermelon things on your ding, a ding dong? Water, watermelon seeds on my ding dong. Oh, I like that, actually. I thought that sounds like... A, That's catchy, right? Yeah, that sounds like a really cool children's book. <laughs> uh, well, because when I was in the hippie commune, when I was about four or five, all I remember is water. We're running around naked with watermelon seeds everywhere, and I imagined this tied this a uh, little scribbled cartoon character on the cover looking down. <laughs> and there's the watermelon seed on your ding dong. <laughs> I love you. You're the best. <laughs> so, what would you say right now for what's happening right now? Like, how are you handling everything that's going on with the coronavirus, especially being in Hawaii? You know, um, I had the pleasure of being there um, at your beautiful, um, beautiful sacred land that is just oozing with love and healing and transformation uh, with me and Princess Marta and the kids and my family, which you so graciously have opened your doors to us being there with your beautiful family, which are, is my family as well. And just, you know, but, you know, I, I leave, you know, I'm here in the, in the mainland, you're in Hawaii, you know, um, of course I wish we were all together, um, you know, and having family time, but you're there in Hawaii and coronavirus is here, but you, you know, you're on the water, but what's it been like for you really? How's it been for you and Nicole and the kids? Best experience of my life. What would you say makes that the best experience of your life? I've been forced to stay home and be with my family. It's a, the most special two months I've ever experienced. I don't watch the news. I don't go on Facebook. I don't go on Instagram. I don't... Only things that I know about what's happening around the world are what people tell me. I feel very... Uh, I feel a lot for everybody and everything that's going on everywhere. Ah, it's. I believe nothing that I hear and I believe everything that I hear. Yeah, me too. Uh, some things I believe more than others. But the only things I believe is what I see, and then I don't even know if that's true. Right. It's a, it's a lot of conspiracy theories and a lot of ideas and concepts, but no one really knows anything. And some people may think they know something, but unless you actually got the information from source or from the source of where the information came from, it's all just speculation and hearsay from this point on. You know, but I listen to it, you know, and I hear it, I get you. And then, you know, for me, it's kind of like, is it really, is this a distraction onto what I need to be doing to be of service? Or is this just something for me to, to just, you know, extra space in my, in my bandwidth that I don't really need to be giving up for this? So it's kind of like that same thing. So let me ask you. It should, it should be a, a very amazing time for everybody to go inside and figure out what's important 
The only thing that's really important, number one is love. Number two is having just enough food for you and your family and maybe your friends. Get a Grow a garden, get your piece of land or your balcony. Um, everything is... Most people have everything that they can to provide what they need right in front of them. Even if you just have an apartment building, you can get a grow light and grow just enough vegetables. And but I mean, I, I can I'm very, very lucky and very, very grateful and thankful that I'm here in Hawaii. And I, I can't even imagine what it's like being in an apartment for all this time. Um, but it's time to reflect, figure out what's important, make conscious choices, make loving choices for yourself, your family, your friends. And really go deep and figure out what's important and how to embark on that life. Garrett, I want to ask you, you know, uh, when it comes to surfing, would you see, see that as a very spiritual experience? Definitely. Can you tell me more about why that is? We're just so insignificant and significant at the same time. You're this little person in this massive body of water and you you go out. Well, first, when it start on the beach, you sit, pay your respects, and then uh, mainly you, when you're going out there for the right reasons, not for ego, just for the love, the fun. It's just so special and beautiful and meaningful. And you get out there, and I usually on the really big days, I will get the team together. Make sure we're all marching to the same beat, and then do a reset. Just I breathe out three times. On the third breath, I breathe it all out, and then I breathe all in and open my eyes and connect to the universe. Then I'm present, connected, and protected. PCP. And whenever I do that and fully feel connected, usually whatever I'm focusing on, whatever I'm manifesting appears. And that's what happened on the world record day. It appeared and she came. Nicole saw her. There she was. And we wrote it perfect. And uh, that morning I spoke with the team and I said, look, you guys want to go out. We're not, I wasn't planning on surfing that day. I went out there so selfless just to put them on waves. I said, I have pounded too much the day before and I don't want to surf. I will put you on wave. But we're going out to there for, for the right reasons. No ego, no sponsors, no world records. We're just going out there for fun. And we had it all on film and they all agreed. And then the wave just happened to come to me because I had such a selfless approach and I was present and connected. What if we use that as a formula for life with the idea of, and you know, and I want you to say that again. What is it? It's it's presence. Uh, tell me again. Present, connected, and protected. Mm, I like that. That's a good one for the tribe. And so, you know, you were saying that you weren't going out with ego. You were going out for fun. You were going out with just being open to everything that is coming. And I think that's a really important lesson for people to take on because a lot of times people go out there with agendas and expectations and ideas of what they think something should be without really giving it the true devotion of release, surrender, no ego. Let's have fun. Let's enjoy and let's be present. And uh, what was it again? Say it again. Connected. Connected. Yeah. Yeah. 
PCP. And I think PCP is really important when it comes to really understanding how we operate in our lives. Because that, you said, it just came to you. And I believe that's how the universe is, that when we're in that space, when you took those breaths and you kind of just came into your awareness of that PCP and just, just seeing that, then it just came to you and then it was just the most amazing way for you to ride. And that's what I believe what spirit is wanting to teach everyone on the planet is that this forceful agenda, this need to, 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 to meet some kind of expectation or this hustle mentality is actually creating the, the, the pain and the suffering that we're going through because we keep building things faster and bigger and better because we want to make more money faster and quicker, but we're not thinking of quality. We're thinking of quantity. We're not thinking of like really creating something that has value and that long lasting longevity of what if it's a product or whatever it may be, even when it comes to relationships. You know, a lot of relationships are working today because a lot of people will get into a relationship and they just want to feel the accolades and the acknowledgement from the person, that, that honeymoon feeling. And then once that wears off, they want it again from somewhere else. They don't want to go into the part where it's, you know, where you get into the real loving service of that relationship. And then they go look for someone else to give them that quick pick-me-up again where it becomes like a little of a bit of a drug, you know? So I really like your, your, your idea on that because that's really something very valuable to be able to help people to lift themselves to a higher degree of intelligence as well as observation, awareness, and receiving, which is really beautiful. Um, I wanted to ask you about human performance, you know, because human performance is something that I speak regularly on and share around the world. And how do you keep your mental, physical performance at an optimum level? And what source of natural medicines or recovery treatments do you use to support you in your recovery process when you're putting yourself in such extreme experiences? Uh, meditating is the best just to start your day. And if you can do it two or three times throughout the day, morning, afternoon, and evening, then you're really on point because you're with a mantra, then you're focusing on what you know is going to make you a better person and achieve the things you want to achieve throughout the day. Uh, but then there's the physical, which yoga is amazing. Um, strength training is amazing. I train in the water, on the beach, on the land. My mind will make my body go do these things that I want to do. As long as I'm following my heart and preparing my body, I will excel. The body has to be able to follow where we take it if you're taken into these extreme conditions. And so my lungs have to be, I have to have very, I'll be able to stay in the water for four or five minutes. And I have, my body has to be able to survive these wipeouts. And so your knees and your joints and your muscles all have to be solid. We've been working with this company called Purium lately. And it's, we got a, the COVID's been the best thing ever because I got the next five months to get ready. I've never been able to sit in one spot and focus on my body for the last 10 years. It's been running all over and a little bit of training here and there. As long as I can surf every day, I was always ready. But since I can't surf every day nowadays, uh, I need to do cross training. And my body is feeling really, really good. I have the most amazing healer. I have the, my wife's support, uh, my CJ, my brother-in-law. We are in the best spot ever. 
and we eat all organic. One of the keys to life, water. As much water as humanly possible. Whenever you get hungry, drink a big water. You don't need that much food. We need a lot of water. We need this three to five times a day, that much food, one fistful. And water will curb your appetite whenever you think you need to consume a bunch of stuff to feed your belly. <laughs> feed the belly. Yeah, no, I, I, I eat Omot. So I eat one meal a day and I proportion my meals. That's how I eat. And then the rest of the day, it's um, water or celery juice or, you know, just things like that. And, and, and for me, I always feel that it works better for me because it, get, it keeps me lit and I have tons of energy and I can get up at five in the morning and I go into like 10 at night if I have to, if I have to do interviews or things of this nature. And I'm just full on energy because I just feel my body just full of life. Too much food slows you down. Yeah, it's heavy. It doesn't feel Take good. The water, eat limited meals, stay lit. Yeah, stay lit. <laughs> I love that. So what would be your message for the world um, right now in, in context to everything that people are going through? What would be your message for everyone right now, Gary? Just do your best to love all the situations you're in, all the, all the challenges you're facing. Love them. Make the best of them. Know that things are going to get better. Do your best. Do your best to make loving choices all day, every day. Do your best to love everything you get yourself into or whatever comes your way. I think that's a beautiful message, Garrett. And I I think the idea of making loving choices is the key element to true success and for us to be able to thrive as a species on this planet if we choose to make sure that all of our choices are governed in love. So I really love that message and I appreciate you. Love you. I love you too. So, uh, so how can people get your book and find out more? And now I also know that, and I, I just, I, I know uh, that Nicole has a new program that you are doing. I wanted to hear a little bit about that program. Uh, Nicole, if you can um, just tell us a little bit and let everyone in the world know about your amazing program that well, you guys are all forwarding. You can get the blueprint on the pro in the program. I got a, the kids can get the kids it. can. <laughs> Along with yourself, Garrett is also going to be one of our special guests for the children in this program, and he is going to be guiding them on creating their own blueprint so that they can at first connect with what really lights them up, and then once they have that connection to what their gift is and what they're here to offer the world, they can make a plan to sharing it. Uh, so we have created self-esteem, which is self-empowered leaders of the future, engaging in science, technology, engineering, art, and math. And we want it to be accessible to everyone in the whole world because we do believe that when children learn to observe and see things differently and look at things with a new perspective and connect with nature in turn that will give them a life experience that will change really the course of their life. So it is a global program accessible from anywhere at any time. It's pre-recorded with minimal screen time. So yes, we're trying to get our kids off the screen. So it's 20 to 30 minutes and those 20 to 30 minutes a day 
is yoga, tai chi, dance, movement to get their energy flowing. And then it is a guided nature adventure that guides them to get outside and they connect with their five senses. They connect with the moon. So, you know, really getting them, you know, close your eyes and pinch your nose. And then what do you hear when all your other senses and getting them to really feel themselves and also have meaningful experiences in nature? Because how can we ask anybody to protect something if they have no connection to it? It's crazy. Like, oh, you know, you've never been to the beach, but make sure to bring your bag to the store to save the sea turtles. And you've never had any experience with that. So you're like, yeah, whatever. So the more we can give our children these real nature experience, it's not only going to bring connection to themselves, it's going to bring connection to the earth and connection to all of the people because we are all connected and we are all one. So this program is to do just that. It all starts with our children. They're our next generation. And you can find more at selfempoweredleaders.com. And it, it, we made it a membership program, so that's it's affordable for anyone. And no one will be turned away. So if you can't afford the membership, just message us and we will give it to you for free because we want every child to be able to have these experiences. And once a week, we have a virtual meetup so kids can connect with other kids from around the world and talk and share their adventures and their projects that they're working on. And we'll Sounds amazing. Yeah, I'm going to be there for sure. I mean, it's amazing. I just love, I just love what a power, uh, powerhouse couple you both are and how, you know, you intertwine your weavings of love together as a couple and um, your support of your children, your family, their land that you live on, and the way that you want to instrumentally bring knowledge and education to the rest of the world. And I'm so happy to, to um, share it with the tribe globally and also to be a part of it. And I really thank you, Nicole and Garrett, um, for showing up in the way that you do for each other, which allows you to amplify that love out into the world and show up for everyone else. So it's really wonderful and um, very grateful because we need more couples who have that love to amplify it and then create beautiful things from it. So it's, it's a wonderful role model that you both are to, to the world. And Garrett, so how can people get in touch with both of you? So, you know, we've got the, we got information about this amazing program that you both have created to, to support the world. How does one get in touch with you, Nicole, um, if they want to? How does one get in touch with you, Garrett? Um, do you have other ways that people can contact you, stay in tune with what you're up to, what you're doing? I have to retract one thing. I go on Instagram a little bit here and there. And so I have an Instagram and it's McNamara underscore S and Nicole has mama on earth. So Garrett's book, Hound of the Sea is on Amazon. Easy. And it's also, there's an audio version and a Kindle version and an audible version and all that good stuff. And his Instagram is McNamara underscore S and mine is mama unearthed with two M's and we're both on Facebook. You can direct message us at any time. We answer our own messages. And as I was saying, the summer program, you can find more information at selfempoweredleaders.com. And Garrett also has a website, uh, garrettmcnamara.com. And there's also, you can sign up for our newsletter to hear about the new blueprint book that's going to be coming out soon. And <laughs> Wonderful. I love it. I am so honored to, to have you, Garrett. 
on today's share for Ancient Wisdom Today. And Nicole, I'm so happy that you've made a guest appearance today um, on Ancient Wisdom Today podcast. Uh, you know, I love you both so much. You're my heart and soul. And anything I can ever do to support you, to love you, to hold space for you, to be your most amazing selves, I'm here to do so. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And we love you. And we're here to hold space for anything you need also so that we can share more of these messages with the world and get them out there. What a great interview with Garrett McNamara, my brother. I love him. I love his wife. I love his kids. And I love the whole entire family. They're my Hawaiian family. And what I love about this man is his dedication, his real power that he feels when he is just living him and being him and being on the wave and just watching him come to life when he talks about surfing. It is so powerful. You know, I mean, having a passion, first of all, as a teen, to to live your life and say, you know what? I don't want to get that nine to five job. I don't want to work at that place that isn't, you know, really the thing that I really want to do where, you know, you kind of get sold that idea on, on this planet that you have to go to school, get a degree, go to college, you know, and once you have that degree from college, you you know, get to be able to have a job that will pay your bills. And the more you excel at that job and and meet everyone's expectations, then you can make more money and live a better life. And the more you slave away, you can get more money and live an even better life. But sometimes you think for one moment, what if I didn't have to do this? What if I got to do the thing that I love to do every single day and build a life around that? Well, what I love about Garrett is that he had that dream. Right, And we all have that dream. I have that dream and I'm living that dream, but it didn't come easy, right? And when I say that, I'm not saying that to discourage you. What I'm saying is the part that didn't come easy because I made it difficult for myself. It wasn't that because it wasn't easy for me to achieve or to draw in all the energies and the people and the places and the things that I needed to be able to live my truth or for him to live his truth. It was the mind. The mindset, the way we talk to ourselves, the way we think, the way we feel emotionally, you know? So what happened was for him at 16 years old, going into this passion of wanting to be this big wave surfer and then realizing, hey, you know what? Maybe that's not realistic and all the negative thoughts come in and the sketchers with the Joe spirits from the underworld come in and start telling you, oh, you know, you're not going to make money. You're not going to survive. No one's going to take you seriously. How are you going to pay bills? How are you going to have a house? How are you going to have a family? Let's throw that all away and focus on what the matrix wants you to do. All right? Okay. And so you get those thoughts that come in. And so those beautiful ideas that you come up with about creating something that is inspiring and allows you to live your truth and be lit. For some, it looks like a dream that's really far off. But for those in the tribe, I'm telling you, it doesn't have to be that way. And it's only that way because we think against ourselves, you know? And so when Garrett 
was growing up, he had that dream. And then he gave it away and then opened up a store and ran a store. And finally realized at one point that he needed to walk away and give up that store, give up that matrix programming because he was so much in his head and he wasn't spending enough time in his heart. Now, how many of you out there do that? How many of you out there actually have all these really beautiful things that your heart wants to express and create? But then your head comes in with the, with the help of the sketchers and those beings from the underworld that talk in your thoughts and say, you know what, how are you going to pay the bills? How are you going to do this? How are you going to do that? The moment you begin to actually give attention to those negative voices of how are you or what if this happens or will you survive? Will you have enough? Will you make it? People will not like that, right? I had to do like a little slow-mo on that because literally that's how it goes through you like liquid sludge in your brain. It's like liquid sludge. And that sludge that goes through your brain, it becomes the weight that bears down on you to keep you in a space of fear and lack and limitation and scarcity. It really is, tribe. It puts you into a very comatose state where you just kind of don't see possibility or you'll say things like, well, that happens for people who have money or that happens for people who are like this or, you know, because I grew up like this, this is the reason why that's never going to happen. Or how am I going to be able to do anything like that? And here's the thing. If you entertain what the darkness puts in your thoughts, and then by entertaining it, you're actually saying that you're going to put your investment in it, which means you're actually going to put your energy in it, and then you're going to actually feel what's in it, of course you're going to feel the way you do. And that's what happened to Garrett, was that he didn't go to his heart. He stayed in his head and he stayed in the part of his head that caused imbalance because of the way he was listening to the darkness speak all of the possibilities of fear, lack, limitation, loss, and so many other things that discouraged him from even stepping or even getting close to or even just acknowledging his heart for such a period until finally... He woke up and he realized, I need to get out of my head and I need to go straight to my heart. And that is a very powerful proclamation of self because it's really a true act of self-love and self-worth and self-awareness is the ability to recognize that this doesn't feel good. I don't like the way it feels and I'm choosing to change it. And I'm done. I mean, I've had people come to me and tell me, you know, I was at my job and after listening to you, Shaman Dirk, I just walked out. And now I've been living my life, doing what I love, and I want to thank you. Well, you know what? I had that same thing. I was working for this company called East Texas Distributing Company. And I was working in the warehouse 
putting things on, uh, on from the conveyor belt onto a truck, you know, so, and, you know, putting all of my attention and energy on that. And I, I didn't like it at all. I didn't like having to sit in front of a computer and put stickers on things coming down a conveyor belt and then having to get in and put the stuff, all the crates out and put all the boxes on the crates and then load it into a truck so that the truck can deliver it to all the blockbuster video stores. It wasn't my thing. And I was thinking to myself, why am I doing this when I was born to be a shaman? I have all these powers. I have the ability to just be me. Whatever me is, is valuable. Why am I stuck in this warehouse where on a break, we're playing basketball and people are eating junk food and talking about things that just don't interest me? Why am I doing this? And it was at that point I realized this isn't for me and I'm walking out and I walked out and everyone around you will always say, are you making the right choice? Are you crazy? Are you this? Are you that? That's the part of you inside that's reflecting through them on the outside that's there to bring you back to your cage and lock you back up in your chains and basically imprison you again. That's the part inside of you that has been creating fear and worry and doubt and insecurity for far too long than you need to have going on in your being. And why is it so important for us to be champions of the heart? Well, I'll tell you, because when you are a champion of the heart, you are a person who is fortified in the knowledge and informational intelligence that you are willing and able to step in and go right into the space of the heart that illuminates possibility and connection, opportunity, and so many more beautiful things. Because the moment you step into your heart and you become a champion for the heart, you become a person who dedicates your truth to the honor of the heart, your life becomes honorable and you begin to live the life that you truly want to live, make the money, have the things you need and so forth. And so that's what Garrett had to do. Garrett had to step away from the head and go into the heart. And when he did, he had three children and all of the responsibilities that he was afraid that he wouldn't be able to handle, he handled. And not only did he do that, but he became a well-known pro surfer for big wave surfing, which landed him in the Guinness World's Records, where you can actually go and see Garrett McNamara as one of the surfers who surfed the biggest wave in the world. Talk about passion. Talk about honor. Talk about truly being a, a champion of the heart. Those things would never have happened if he didn't make that jump or make that truth. And the same with me. If I allowed myself to buckle into the fear and worry and let the darkness talk to me and say, no one will ever accept the shaman. No one will ever listen to you. No one will, people think you're crazy. No one's ready for this type of information. And no one's going to take you seriously in the Western world. But you know what? I decided to go to my heart and I became a champion for my heart. And by being a champion of my heart, I've been the first shaman to cross over into the mainstream on TV shows like 
Good Morning America, The Doctors, you name it. Shows on Netflix, the whole bit. And why? I have crossed the barrier where other shamans have not crossed because I didn't let those voices put me into a niche. Even down to my publisher that is not a niche publishing, but is a mainstream publisher. Everything I do, I don't just do for me. I do for you and for tribe and for the all of the tribe of the earth. And the same with Garrett. When he stepped into his heart and he surfs those big waves, he's also sending a message out to all those kids, girls and boys who want to become big wave surfers and saying to them, you can do it. Stay in your heart and learn to be a champion of the heart. Be there for you. No matter what you hear in your head, your head is, is, is sending and receiving information. If it's not coming from love and it's coming from fear, lack, doubt, insecurity, lack, and scarcity, it's coming from the beings known as the sketchers, which I talk about in the book, Spirit Hacking, from the underworld that are getting in your head. And there's ways to deal with them to get them out of your head. And this is the power of what it means to live in your truthful place. As my friend would say, it is living your dharma, right? Not living your karma where you're constantly going to your head and letting all the negativity affect you and doing things you don't love and then taking it out on other people and and creating more drama in your life because you're choosing to be unhappy and miserable because you haven't chosen to be a champion for your heart. Very important. And I think that if we begin to move beyond those places of fear, lack, and limitation and really start learning what does it take to become the champion of the heart? What type of ways do I need to wake up in the morning? What do I need to eat? How do I need to exercise? Do I need to meditate? Do yoga? What kind of soul talk do I need to do? What type of things do I need to do to become the champion of the heart? Because the more I'm able to become the champion of the heart, the more authentic I will be living in the purpose of who I am and thriving and having everything I need given to me without me having to like break a sweat, literally break a sweat. There was a time in my life where I felt like I had to struggle through so much. The more and more I went to my heart, the struggle became less. Then I went more and more and more in my heart and the struggle became not even there. And now I'm so much in my heart that things just fly off and come over to me. And they're like, hey, do you want to do this? Do you want to be on this show? Do you want to do this thing? Do you want to do this? Uh, Do you want to be a part of this thing? Do you want to be on this podcast? Do you want to be on this collaboration? Do you want to go speak on this thing for 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 the country? Do you want to go help do mediation in another country? Do you want to do this and this and this? And I just get to pick and choose. Like people are just bringing things to my table. And I'm like, actually, no, I'm not going to eat that. I'm allergic to that. But I will eat that and I will take that. And that looks really good. But that right there, I don't want to really get into that because I'm not I'm not well prepared or well equipped to put that into my system right now. But maybe in a couple of years, maybe five years, six years, seven years down the line, I can. And really sit back and allow these things to show up. So that way, the more I nourish myself with all of these opportunities, the more I'm nourishing you with the ability to know what is possible and also laying the bricks and the foundation so that when you walk your path, it is a beautiful Zen garden you get to walk through instead of whereas for me in the beginning, in the early 90s, 
bringing shamanism to the world when Whole Foods didn't exist and Air One didn't exist and and uh, Sprouts didn't exist and a lot of these um, you know things that you see today like yoga and juice bars and all these things that you see did not exist. And people didn't know what shamanism was. They didn't know what meditation was. They didn't know what yoga was. They didn't know what health and wellness was. They didn't know these things. And I and a bunch of other uh, colleagues of mine who are very close friends of mine had to forge a path forward. And the way we did it was going into our heart. So friends of mine, like, like Watkins and, um, and uh, Michael Bethwick and, uh, you know, tons of people. I mean, there's just so many, there's a list of people I can give you names. So I don't want to give all the names. But, you know, I remember when, when these things were coming from that space of non-existence reality. And we actually had to forge a, a, an entire structure in something that wasn't even built yet, wasn't even ready to be built yet as according to the consciousness that was on the planet. Now, imagine that. Imagine that the constructs of reality were not even built or held by the consensus or the collective of what was possible for shamanism, meditation, you know, any of these types of things that were there, yoga, you name it, in the Western world. And that small pockets of people were doing yoga and so forth, but not the majority, right? And so forging something into that, first, you had to forge into yourself. And if we went to our minds in that process, it would have been so difficult. We probably would have thrown in the white towel and said, I've had enough. I can't keep doing it. No one's listening to me. The doors aren't opening. Nothing changing. It's not happening. But we stayed in our hearts and we became champions of the heart. And so you look at today, people like me, you look at people like Garrett, you look at people like, you know, Light Watkins, you look at people like uh, Michael Bethwick, you look at all of these different people who are out there who were around that time going through this process of how do I choose to stay in my heart even when my head is being like constantly being affected by these sketchers that are telling me that I'm making choices that go against the matrix, against the system, and that there's going to be dire consequences that are going to lead me to be poor under some bridge with nothing and people laughing at me and thinking I'm a complete idiot or a clown. And you know what? That type of perseverance of the heart is what I'm asking you. What I know you're capable of stepping into. But it really is a denial of all of those negative voices and a true commitment and true devotion to being the best champion for the heart. You know, so I asked, I asked Garrett, you know, if you could go back, what would you tell yourself? And Garrett, I love what he said when he said was, never give up on your passion. You can do what you love. Always follow your heart. Never give up on your passion. You can do what you love. Follow your heart. Follow your heart, not your head. Follow your heart. The head and the heart thing is good when they're in harmony, you know? And that's what Garrett was talking about. It's like the head is great because it gives you ways to be able to navigate right but it's not the reason it's not the power source that allows things for, to happen and for things to come into fruition for you to be operating when you're living in your most authentic truth or should we say living your dharma right and away from the karma 
and being able to truly navigate life in a beautiful and effective, um, non-threatening way, right? And so stepping into that space, that's why I always say alignment over hustle because hustle is like the knife behind your back, the fear of paying the, you have to pay the bills, you got to pay the piper, you got to do this, or you got to go out there and hustle or something bad's going to happen or alignment, which is align yourself, become a champion of the heart, balance both your heart and your mind and align yourself to the people you're supposed to connect with, not that just going around the room, meeting everybody because you're hoping that one person will bite through the conversations you're having, but really just let yourself gravitate naturally and organically to those whom you're supposed to and everything will fall into alignment. The people you meet, the connections you make, the doors will open, things will happen and you'll be like, wow, amazing. Like all the things that have showed up in my life when it comes to what's going on. I remember going and being a hustler and going out there. And when I say hustle, like hustling to find a publicist, I would go out there and I'd be like, would you be my publicist? Can this person be my publicist? And so forth would be my publicist. And I was like, wait a second. I'm like beating on all these publicists' doors and all of them are coming at me and telling me things that I don't really want to hear. They don't really see my vision. They're trying to change me to be something else. They don't see the longevity. They don't see this. They don't see that. And I'm like, wow, I have so much energy. And I'm just like, how am I going to get my message out there if I don't have an amazing publicist? And all of a sudden, you know, I let go and I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to go into alignment and be open to what it is I know I deserve and know what I'm capable of bringing in. And all of a sudden I get a phone call one day. I'm in Miami. This girl calls me. Her name is Tanya. And she's like, hey, I heard about you from Light Brother Light, Light Watkins, who I was talking about with you all earlier this guy, the amazing brother. And he told me that you're here and I wanted to call you. And she started talking to me and she's like, where are you? And I told her and she's like, well, I'm going to come there right now. I would love to meet you. And usually I don't let people just call me up on the phone and say they're going to come and meet me because I mean, hey, I mean, you know, it, like I got to make sure these people are like litty committee people. You know what I mean? But I just let it happen. I was like, okay, great. She came in, she brought her mom. It's like, wow, she brought her mom. Okay. And I started talking to her, turning all these things. Well, long story short, because this is really about, you know, sharing with you what I thought about this amazing um, share is that she became my publicist and she was exactly the publicist that I need because she's the one who saw my vision, saw the longevity and saw exactly how to take the message of love that I have for everyone, be in their power and to recognize themselves as these powerful lit leaders and stand by my side, not behind me, but by my side and let's do this thing together. She saw it, she understood it and she knew exactly what to say to the mainstream media to get them to see. And she knew exactly how to bring my message through and me and her sitting down and, and, and creating ways to bring that through. And it came from passion and she's passionate about who she is and that's why she's successful. And the same is with Garrett, same was with me and the same can be with you. There's no excuse for you to be at a job that pays your bills, but you're miserable because you have to go to it. Or you wake up every Monday going like dreading that you actually have to go to work. I mean, that's the worst feeling in the world. And secondly, there's no pleasure in being able to do something where you're making money and the place where you're making money, you don't agree with their ethics, you don't agree with their ways, but you're doing it because again, you want to pay the bills. You're not a slave. So take the rope off your neck, unchain yourself, open up the cage because no one's really blocking it but you and get back into your heart. And so, you know, one of the things that I love what Garrett was talking about is how to find your passion. Well, Garrett McNamara says, going back to when you were a child and remembering something that you love to do. 
that's not that difficult, right? I mean, this is not calculus. This isn't like some intense thing. He's literally saying, just go back to your childhood and, and go back and think about something that you remember that you love to do. Okay. So think about that. Like, what is that? Right. And then, and then, you know, you look at that and you, you build from that, you know? And so understanding like, how do you go into that space? Like for me, what I love to do more than anything was see people happy and, and find ways to make them happy. And then of course, play video games and play with my action figures and then have people be more happy and practice on my magical skills and my ability to speak to spirits was always like my funnest thing to do as a kid. So look at what I'm doing. I'm doing exactly what I love to do. And so can you, you know? And the other thing too is honoring honoring your ancestors, you know, make offerings to your ancestors, really connecting with them. Um, you know, McNamara literally means hound of the sea. And isn't that interesting that Garrett McNamara is truly the hound of the sea? You know, going out surfing from the for the right reasons, not for the ego. So everything that you do that you love, you don't do it because you were like, hey, over here, look at me. I'm so fabulous. And you're not because that's never going to work. Humbleness and humility is a true, powerful couple. And they really help open the perspective of what it means to truly stand up as a leader, right? You're not going to see me going around being like, oh my God, I did this and I did that and I'm so amazing. And what about you? No, it's like, oh my God, I did all these things. I'm paving the road for the tribe so that everyone can see how powerful they are. Let me use my platform to lift other voices. It's always about thinking about how and what and why you're doing what you're doing and how is it supporting the community? How is it supporting the tribe? How is it supporting the family, right? So when, when Garrett was talking about going out surfing for the right reasons, not for the ego, that's what he's talking about. And then also just going out to have fun, like the things that really make you happy, you know? Like he felt that the waves came to him. He didn't feel like he had to force the wave like some surfers do. He just lets the water and the spirits speak to him and carry him through so he can connect, right? And then one of... um the things that he talks about a lot um, is PCP, which is be present, be connected, and be protected. And, you know, I think PCP is really important when we think about it, right? Because being present is a really important thing because being present allows you to have awareness of what's going on, who you are, why you are, what's going on in your environment, how you really feel about things, like really being present, right? And then connected, like making sure you're building real solid relationships with people, not just with people, but also with spirit. So you're not just, hey, spirit, I need your help again. But like, hey, spirit, is there anything I can do for you to support you for all the things, you know, that you represent? And how can I hold space for you? And like really show up in that space and really see what comes through. So really being in that space of, you know, being present, which is being aware and being aware of the information and intel that you're receiving at any given moment, be it emotionally and physically and spiritually and mentally. And then collectively, community and family and tribe and everything else. And then how you are operating in that space. And then connected is building your relationships, nurturing those relationships, bringing those relationships to a strong foundation of unconditional love and acceptance so that the people in your life know that they can always be around you, feel good around you, feel lifted and shifted around you because you are not judging them you're not trying to push your agenda or anything down their throat. You are literally just showing up and saying, I love you. Be as you are. Let's have fun. Right? Great. 
and then being protected. What is protection? Protection is self-love, right? It's self-respect. It's um, self-preservation. That means taking time to nurture yourself, taking time to eat the right foods, make sure you're getting exercise, make sure you're telling yourself the right things, connecting with people and surrounding yourself with people who are lovely people and bring beautiful, wonderful energies that you're not in situations where you're caught up in chaos and fighting and arguing and bickering and this and that and the other. Because protection is about you being able to be in that space where you know everything is okay. You know, A-okay. I love that. Uh, So really being able to be in that space opens up this giant wellspring of, wow, I'm so protected and now I can receive more because I feel harmonized and balanced and grounded and in my body, which is super important. And I think if you're going to be a surfer like Garrett McNamara, you definitely, definitely, if you're going to be surfing big waves and you're out there on the sea and you want to, and you want to, and you want to be like, you know, like really in that space, you got to be present, you got to be connected and you got to be protected. So PCP from Garrett McNamara and his teachings are really astounding to really get you to understand that you don't have to even be a surfer. You can use this in every aspect of your life to take that knowledge and really utilize it as an amazing resource for your inner intel, uh, your inner technology, which is the most amazing intel on the planet, right? So how do you keep your mental physical performance at an optimal level? And what source of natural medicines or recovery treatments do you use to support you? I asked Garrett and Garrett said, meditating and water. Wow. So again, if you're not meditating, meditating fills you up right? Depending on what kind of meditation you do. And there's all types of meditations available in the world. There's Zen meditations. There's Zen walking meditations where you're just walking, keeping your mind completely um, without you chattering and let your mind just chatter on its own without force chattering. Just let your mind chatter and just look at things without analyzing them and just Zen walk. You know, there's, there's breathing meditations, Um, You know, there's all of these amazing uh, different meditations that people are doing where they work with the chakras. I mean, there's just everything and everything, you know, there's transcendental meditation, uh, you know, there's all kinds of meditations. There's visual meditation and guided meditations and, you know, the list goes on. Find the one that connects with you that is easy for you to do where you don't feel like it's annoying, it's agitating and you want to get out of it. And so he says meditating and water. Now, that may not be for everyone, but you'll find what's right for you. But for him, being in the water is allowing him to really bring that resource into his you know, mental and physical performance to keep him optimized. Now, that may not be for you, but that, that is for Garrett. And what we have to understand is that just because it's not for you, you can find the one that is. Maybe sitting by a fire or maybe laying in the water or a river or going outside when it's windy and... You know, whatever it is, what is the thing that actually is going to make you feel very powerful? Maybe it's eating healthy or working out or meditating or getting enough sleep. It's up to you. And I said to Garrett, what's your best message for the tribe? And Garrett McNamara said, one thing, do your best to love all the situations you are in. That means that whatever you do and wherever you are, even if you're a person who smokes cigarettes, in that moment, love the situation you're in. Love the cigarette, love the experience you're in. Doesn't mean it's always going to be that way. It's like be fully present with your love in everything that's happening, no matter how it shows up and no matter what's going on. 
And that's a beautiful thing that Garrett said, because literally, if you remember that, you will always live a really good life because that means you're able to bend like the reed and flow like the river. You're able to be fluid with life. So anything shows up, you're looking for how to this situation can bring a, a place of love into it. Really being able to understand how to bring your best love into every situation. Even if you're having a dispute with the person you love, just go right into a space of love and really look at every way we can indoctrine love into society through our actions, through our words, through our kindness, through our deeds, and the way we think and the way we speak. Let those things ring only love of its highest truth, which is unconditional love and acceptance into the world for all people. Very amazing, wonderful. I'm so happy to have my brother on Ancient Wisdom Today podcast and to share with us the love and the beauty that is Garrett McNamara. I love you, tribe. Bye. I've created the Healing Temple because people all over the world want and need healing, but don't have the access to those healers or can't afford them. One of the biggest high-ticket items in the world today is remote healing, but some sessions cost hundreds to even thousands of dollars. And for only $10, the Healing Temple is a collective space for people to come together every Friday for 30 minutes. Participants are opening a wellspring of abilities, alleviating stress and brain fog, where the mind becomes more optimized and performance-based, and where you learn to utilize energy to up-level your consciousness. The Healing Temple also helps to break down walls where you begin operating in awareness of wellness, feeling ambitious and inspired like things are really changing in your life. Inside the Healing Temple, you're also stepping into a world where you might experience phenomenons that you thought wasn't possible. Something as small as a chill or the hair standing on the back of your neck becomes like an opening door. Some members have even said they've experienced increased psychic abilities and that these sensations have intensified with following sessions. I've trained my powers to impact change and I've learned how to get results. Who doesn't want to feel good? The Healing Temple is not only beneficial to you, but also to those around you because when you're feeling good, you shine that positive energy onto others, your partner, your children, coworkers, even your dog or your cat. Everyone around you begins to feel better because you are feeling better. It's a rippling effect that's much needed on this planet. We need the Healing Temple more than ever right now because of all of that's happening in the world, the social political structures, calamities, chaos, and feelings of hopelessness and despair. The social climate is on high and this pressure cooker is taking a negative toll on how many of us feel. The Healing Temple offers comfort on a global level because when more people are feeling good, the more kindness, generosity, and realness is generated. For only $10, I invite you to become part of the community that seeks to do good, to feel good, and to make this world a better place. Go to shamandurek.com and click the Healing Temple to join our wellspring of healing, restoration, and elevated consciousness. See you in the temple. Thank you so much for tuning in to Ancient Wisdom Today podcast. Tribe, 
I love you all so much. And if you want to stay connected, be sure to check me out on IG at Shaman Durek. And if you have any questions whatsoever, please visit shamandurek.com or contact info at shamandurek.com to learn more. And remember, tribe, no matter what, stay lit. Stay lit.